Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World Club Wrestling Podcast, which is truly I am the franchise. We are less than 24 hours away from a very unique, if I do say so, money in a bank. Now, with everything that's been going on with this pandemic and empty arenas, the WWE has decided to do something rather different this year with this money in the bank. Um, I haven't really spoke about this because I haven't been recording lately. Uh, so my take on this is rather interesting. And I say it's rather interesting because they're having it in the headquarters, which is in Connecticut. And <laughs> and it's interesting because when you look at the fact that it's in the money in the bank matches are in Connecticut, where are the other matches at? Like the other matches that's on the card, the money in the bank match itself, the ladder match, Zach is at the arena is at the is at the headquarters in Connecticut are the other matches are those going to be taking place at the performance center you would think but with all that being said let's go right into this this is a preview show my little take on everything that's going on so it's it this one is interesting I like the creativity of it. I like the kind of the hidden message behind it, climbing the corporate ladder, seeing those if the money in a bank is taking place at the corporate headquarters. It's very intriguing that you have this type of theme behind it. That is the only thing I'm looking forward to out of this whole pay-per-view is just to see this dynamic, to see how they're going to do this. Um, I'm also wondering if this has been pre-taped already, because if it's pre-taped and you do it similar to how you did the Boneyard match or the um, last man standing match between Randy Orton and Edge, Firefly Funhouse, in the sense of the editing the production of it because I know that Vince McMahon was very su not surprised but he was very he liked the result he didn't he liked the feedback from these matches so he was you know from room from reports he's very interested in doing more of the production style matches so this will be kind of interesting if if they still do it this way but from the card that i'm looking at right now we have a total of eight matches one is on a kickoff show and the rest is kind of it, it's in the air you know i'm very curious at <laughs> like this being the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, it's rather interesting when you look at this lineup. It's rather interesting. So I'm going to get into the Money in the Bank matches last, both men and women. So I'm going to start with, 
Let's start with the SmackDown tag team titles. We have the, the the champions, the New Day, defending their title against Miz and Morrison, the Forgotten Sons, and the Lucha House Party. Now, was I surprised to see New Day win the titles for eighth consecutive, for eighth time? Very much so. I think that, to be honest with you, I think New Day needs to... I don't want to say get away from the tag team titles because you, I mean, they're, they're a tag team, they're a stable. So it would be only fitting, but I think that they need to do something. And I think that because Xavier Woods is injured, this is probably why, but I really think it's time for Big E to get a push. You know, I know that's something that if you listen to their podcast, they've talked about that a little bit. Um, but I, I do think that it's Biggie's time. I think that they should go somewhere with him with that. I think that they even, you know, on their podcast, they were talking about the potential of like Xavier winning um, like a mid-card title, Kofi winning another title, Biggie winning, like they're all winning the respectable titles. And they all to pretty much do that, which would have been good. I would have liked that. But I really think that it's Big E's time. I think that he deserves a push. But um, if I had to pick, I would go with Miz and Morrison winning this match. Um, I don't see the Forgotten Sons coming in and winning a tag team title right now. And Lucha House Party is just there. I, I don't really see no momentum for them winning the tag team titles. I, I don't see that happening. We have Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. I should have started with that match to be honest with you. That's on a kickoff show. Um, it's very interesting to see that Jeff Hardy is facing Cesaro when on SmackDown, he had a tit for tat with Sheamus. You would think that it would be Sheamus, not Cesaro in this match. I, I don't understand that. Um, I think that I think Sheamus will have some type of interference and cause him to match. So I do see Cesaro winning it. Um, not really sure what they're doing with Jeff Hardy now. I know that for the past few weeks on SmackDown, they've been telling his story, but I don't understand what's the premise, what's the end game, where is he going with this? Is there going to be a result where where Jeff Hardy's going to win anything? Is he going to go for a title run? Is he going to like where? What is the end goal for Jeff Hardy now? You know, Matt's gone. Matt's in AEW. Jeff stayed. What's the end goal for Jeff Hardy? Um, our truth versus MVP. Not really sure where this came from, but I got our truth winning. You know, I, I don't see nothing more, nothing less with this match. I just think it was a, Hey, let's put y'all in a match together. Um, then we have the, Heavyweight titles on the line. So I'm going to start with Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Seth Rollins. This is an interesting match. I feel those if this match should have been held back till SummerSlam. I think it's big enough 
their names alone is big enough to put this in there. And you really didn't see that much store. Like you didn't really see that much built behind this. You really didn't. Now the first person I think that Drew McIntyre should have feuded with is an individual that made his day, made his return a couple weeks ago. And that's Jinder Mahal. And even if you start watching the, like this past Monday, they had a, a promo, a vignette for the return of Jinder Mahal. It's only right. If you look at that, like you're going to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And if I was to be a betting man, I'm going to bet that Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title will probably happen at SummerSlam. Instead of it being Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title, you're going to put Jinder Mahal in this picture on your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And I get it. You know, but I think that gender should have been his first one just because I don't think that that is a SummerSlam quality match. You know, I think it's a lower tier, lower tier pay-per-view match. Um, I'm not the biggest gender Mahal fan, but I can see them putting them two together in the story. It being the former members of a jobber group. Now they're at the top of their game and they're going to feud and they're, they're real close friends too, you know, so I can see them really doing a, a story together with them too. I personally don't like Drew McIntyre as a face. I'm being honest with you, but I, I, I get it. <laughs> um, and then we have Braun Strowman defending the WWE universal title against Bray Wyatt. It is not against the fiend. With that being said, Braun Strowman is going to retain this title. I don't see him losing to Bray Wyatt. I could see him losing to The Fiend. But as of right now, it's just Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. And when I seen the card and I seen that this was happening, one of the things that stood out to me is the fact that they're not advertising The Fiend. They're advertising Bray Wyatt. In which... If that's the case, Bray's going to lose. You know, I, I really think that unless they do some type of vignette where he beats Bray and then the fiend kind of emerges from this. And then you kind of still have a continuation of them, of this rivalry between the two of them. But now it's going to be more of Bray saying, see, you should have just let, you should have, like, I should have just won. But instead, now you have to deal with, you got to deal with him. So, see that happening. Um, Braun Strowman, I see winning this match. We have, next up, we have the Women's Championship with, SmackDown Women's Championship with Bailey facing Tamina. Oh boy. This is a thank you to Tamina. It is. This is a thank you for 
being here with us during this time and sticking it out. Like, don't be surprised, okay? When this whole coronavirus is done and the pandemic, not done, but when the coronavirus is kind of, you know, we we kind of have it under control and we're back to some form of normal, normalcy and fans can come back and things are back to a live show and things in that nature. Don't be surprised if the people that decided to like stay home don't get as big of a push or they kind of have to work their way back up. You know, um, I think that the ones that are staying, the ones that have been on the shows through this is getting rewarded with these opportunities. You know, for example, Austin Theory, who was originally in NXT, is technically now on the Raw roster. Who would have thought Austin Theory would have been on the Raw roster if this pandemic didn't happen? He would have still been on, he would have still been on NXT. Worked his way up to eventually get onto one of the main rosters. And I use air quotes when I say main rosters. But now because of this, because they're in Florida, he lives in Florida. He's like, hey, I'm, I, I'll, I'm here. You know, I'm here. And you see the push that he's getting. He's in a, he's in a well-established stable now with Angel Garza, Andrade, him, with Selena Vega. That is a dynamic that, <laughs> you know, a lot of people was thinking that Angel Garza and Andrade was going to feud over Zelina. Then you have Austin Theory in there now. So now you don't really see that. You see them now as a formidable faction. And it, I, I like that faction. I like that group a lot. But I think that this, I think that Tamina getting this push is a thank you for sticking it out, you know, because I don't think that they wanted to put Tamina in this position, but because she's there, they're like, okay, we're going to give you this opportunity. And I don't, I don't see Tamina winning. But if she does win, I can see her winning by Sasha Banks doing something to cost Bailey the match. I have Bailey, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tamina won the title off of either an error from Sasha or something happening. Okay. Um, so now we have the money in the bank matches. I'm going to start with the men's because the women's, I kind of feel like WWE fumbled the ball with this one with what they're advertising for Monday. But for the men's money in the bank, we have Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and the returning AJ Styles. Now, 
because Apollo got injured, which caused AJ to get in because he, you know, was in the gauntlet or whatever. He was the last entrance in the surprise gauntlet. I'm sorry. So I see I'm going Alistair Black. I feel like Alistair Black should win the money in the bank. But I wouldn't be surprised if King Corbin or AJ Styles ends up winning. Okay. King Corbin, a heel. I hate him, but he's a great heel. Um, I think it'll be one of those things that would kind of... I can see him winning and then if he does win the title, I can see him winning the title and then dropping it really soon. I can't see him holding the title for as long as like a gender Mahal held it. But I'm going to go Alistair Black. That's where I'm going. I'm going to go I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going Alistair Black winning the money in the bank for the men's. Now for the women's. We have Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella. Now, if you pay any attention to them advertising Raw this Monday, they're advertising Edge going to be there. They're advertising Randy Orton's going to be there. But they're also advertising that Becky Lynch is going to confront the winner of the Money in a Bank ladder match. Now, I remember when Becky came out and talked about the money in the bank ladder match. And basically it was already proclaiming that raw somebody from raw was going to win it. Cause she basically said, whoever wins this, I'm going to come and I'm going to be waiting for you. But if it's somebody on SmackDown, they're not going to cash in on you. Cause they only had to cash in on their respective brand. Now the monkey wrench that was thrown in there to me and they fixed it is the poster that they had for money in the bank. And then the cover up that they did for it was hilarious because the original cover, the original poster for money in the bank was Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Charlotte Flair. Okay. If I'm correct and I'm pulling, I'm pulling the camera, I'm pulling the photo up now because I found it to be hilarious. The original photo climbed the corporate ladder. Money in a bank Sunday, May 5th, 7 Eastern Standard Time for Pacific Time, Pacific Standard Time. That's the WWE Network. Bailey, Braun, Drew, Charlotte. Becky's not on there. But why was Charlotte on there? Now, their their reason behind taking Charlotte off now is because, oh, Charlotte doesn't have a match on the card. But let's say Charlotte did have a match on the card. Would the winner, if they were raw, would they go? Could they go after the NXT title? 
could someone say I'm cashing in on Charlotte instead of cashing in on Bailey? Or not Bailey, instead of cashing in on Becky? Because Charlotte's a heavyweight champion. She's the women's, she's the women's champ, not heavyweight. She's the women's champ. She's the NXT women's champ, but she's still a champion. See, you this is where it gets gray for me. This is where it gets gray. But they took her off. So when they took her off, it it was it was interesting. It drew it caught my attention. So now you have Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella Anthony. If anything, I would say Lacey to win. That's who I would think will win. But the way they're advertising it is someone from Raw is going to win. So now you have to figure out who on Raw. Is it Asuka? Mm. Is it Nia Jax? Is it Shayna Baszler? Now, odds like gambling bet. Like if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet Shayna Baszler. Because, you know, she has unfinished business with Becky. This is the perfect time because now she doesn't ha- she can get Becky after Becky gets her ass whooped and come in and kind of take the title from her. Whatever. I'm not going with Nia Jax because of one reason and one reason only. Nia Jax doesn't need money in the bank to to create the story with her and Becky because they have true unfinished business because Becky and Nia Jax never had a fight, a match since Nia broke her face and created, let's be honest, the Nia Jax botched punch created the man that we see now. If it wasn't for that hit, we wouldn't got the man in. We wouldn't got that epic shot of her standing in the middle of the crowd with her arms out with a bloody face. That wouldn't been Becky. It wouldn't have been come the man. I mean, she probably would have still been became the man, but not as iconic. There wasn't she wouldn't have had that iconic photo, that moment that will resonate. Like I've said in the past, like the Stone Cold WrestleMania 13 bloody face picture on that T-shirt. It nothing will is not. I can't see that happening. I can't see Nia winning it and then doing that. I can see them that that should be her next rival should be Nia because of that, because Nia can be like, listen, I'm the reason you're the man. I am. So don't get it twisted. I break your, I broke your face once. I'll break your face again. And she probably would do it unintentionally because Naya is I'm 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 not going to get into the incidences with Naya since her 
little take with Ronda Rousey about the wrestling's fake and all this other shit, all this and a third. So I got Lacey Evans winning Money in the Bank. I could just see that happening. Or fuck it, Dana Brooke. You know, I'm being honest with you. I can see somebody from SmackDown winning it. Uh, I don't see nobody from Raw, even though they are teasing it. They're teasing that Becky's going to confront the person, the woman who wins Money in the Bank. But if it's somebody from SmackDown, how are you going to confront them? How? So... If it is somebody from Raw, I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. But overall, I'm going with Lacey Evans. Now, what I'm looking forward to is what's happening after this pay-per-view. It begins. The documentary, the docu-series that I've been looking forward to since the announcement of it the Undertaker, The Last Ride. A five-part documentary, a docu-series starts this Sunday following Money in the Bank. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, if you've listened to the past episodes, I've said that I'm into documentaries. Uh, I'm going to touch on the Ruthless Gresham era in a, le- in a pe- later episode. I'm going to touch on... The some of the untold. If you are a fan of Untold on the network, they've had the Triple H. The most recent one is Triple H and Mick Foley, which is, I would say, probably top three feuds of Triple H. And if you look at Triple H's legacy, I think it's Shawn Michaels. The Rock and Mick Foley as his top three feuds. Okay. A lot of people will say, you know, um, Undertaker, Stone Cold, they're in the top five. Yes. They, they, if they, they cut the list at five, but top three, I got Shawn Michaels, I got Mick Foley. And I got The Rock. Okay. Um, but they did Untold with Triple H and Mick Foley. I know the one before that, they did one on uh, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels from the WrestleMania match that they had. They did another one, I believe, on... Then they did one on Rey Mysterio and I think maybe Eddie Guerrero. I think. I know they did one... With before the Mick Foley Triple H one, I know they did it on Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone, the WCW pairing when they had the NWO and it was Hogan and Rodman against Paige, Diamond Dallas Page and uh, Carl Malone. Had a little insight on that. I didn't watch that one because I really didn't care for that one. That's one of the documentaries. That's one of the matches from WCW I was never a big fan of. I think they just tried to capitalize on the fact that you had the Chicago Bulls and the Utah Jazz in the finals or they were feuding at that time because it was back to back. And I think that they just wanted to put them together. This was during the time when WCW was like, hey, let's bring 
shit together and, and whatever. <laughs> but I did say I was going to speak more on the documentaries, these docu, these docu series documentaries that's on the network because just the way the wrestling world is right now, everything's kind of at a standstill. You know, yes, they're still going. They're still going very strong with their content and everything. But I just, I, I'm just not the biggest. I'm not going to say I'm not the biggest fan of it because I'm still a fan of wrestling, but I'm just not really the fan. It just doesn't feel right without the fans being there, especially in an empty arena. AEW at least has the wrestlers out there cheering them on, things like that. Apparently, that's what WWE is thinking about doing now is doing the same. AEW gets it with the with the empty arenas as far as having people in there. Not having it just be dead. Um, I think with it being dead, you can they do do certain things. Like there's a clip that's on Twitter of Bailey versus Michael Cole. If you haven't seen this, go on Twitter, do a Twitter search for Michael Cole Bailey, and there's somebody came out with a video of Bailey yelling at Michael Cole because she can hear Michael Cole. Because there's nobody there. So she can hear what Michael Cole is saying. And just to hear the back and not even the back and forth, hear Bailey re, like respond to shit Michael Cole says is hilarious. Um that's I, I but that's if you if you notice, that's the one thing I'll say AEW has done well at. You know, um NXT. <laughs> I call him Killer Cross. Okay. Killer Cross. <laughs> this man is phenomenal. Oh my God. Like, if you're not familiar with Killer Cross, look him up. I think his name is Karen Cross on on in the next T with his with his with his in light in reality girlfriend Scarlet. Them two are very dangerous. Like I feel like I told, I told a friend that he reminds me of the villain in a movie that beats the holy shit out of somebody. Like he's just unstoppable and no one can fucking beat this man. That's how I look at him. I I know Ch- Ciampa is going to come back and him and Tommaso is going to fight. Do I have a match? That's going to be something I'm interested in. Um, I'm kind of interested. I do believe, I think I know who attacked Finn. I feel like it is Walter and Imperial. And it's going to lead into the match between Walter and Finn. I do. Can, I can see Finn winning the NXT UK title. If he does, then obviously that means that Finn's no longer going to be on NXT. He'll be in NXT UK. Um, but I think that's kind of why he hasn't been feuding for the title yet is because I think Triple H probably wants Finn to stay on the NXT roster. But having him go to UK would kind of be very, it'll, it wouldn't be good, you know, for obviously NXT. Um, 
Gargano. Let's talk a little bit about Johnny Gargano before I wrap this up. I love Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae as heels. At first, I wasn't really sold on Johnny as a heel, but to see Johnny take the the mantra that he is like, I'm the good guy and the good guys is always finishing last and we always get stepped over and looked over and Candace is saying the same thing. Like Candace is like, yo, I'm, I'm good. I take everybody under my wing. I'm doing all this and a third. And then I get looked over to see them two kind of pair up and go on this journey together. It's a, it's great. It's great to see is that's a great dynamic to see them to do that. I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this is Candice LeRae because I honestly, as Charlotte, as the NXT women's champion, I was very disappointed because I thought, okay, Bianca Belair is going to obviously have her shot against Charlotte. That's not happening, obviously, because Bianca is on Raw now. And I'm not even sure what they're doing with Bianca Belair on Raw, which is kind of why I'm upset that she even got called up to Raw right now. I think that she should have had a title run in NXT before she got called up to the main roster. Because now she's on the main roster. Nothing's going on. There's hardly no females wrestling. It is literally Zelina Vega on there. And then Naya and Asuka. That's it. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's why I feel like she should have stayed in NXT. Just until she got her title match. Just until she got her title run. Then she can come up on the main roster. But I'm kind of interested to see who will be the one to defeat her. I see Rhea Ripley came back this past Wednesday. Um, I can see her and Rhea going at it again. Hopefully Rhea gets the title back. And then I kind of want to see who will be the one to defeat her. Or I can see Candice LeRae. You know, kind of being the underdog, the female Daniel Bryant come around, be the underdog, win the title, all that. We'll see. Um, Velveteen, Adam Cole. It's just, see, NXT just doesn't feel right to me. It, they still put on great matches. They still do their thing. But NXT is a real, like, NXT really prides themselves on their fans. And now, no crowd for the NXT. It's, it really doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. But I hope everybody enjoys Money in the bank. Um, I'm going to do what I've always done on the Instagram page. I will probably not do it all because I will be at work when it starts. It starts at seven. I will be at work. So I will probably do my reactions and everything when I get back from work. So it'll be a little delayed, but you're still going to get my reactions to the show in itself. And then I will probably do a, I'm not going to say I'm probably going to do out just that, you know, y'all would know when the next episode comes out, it probably will strictly be on the docu-series to undertake a last ride. I think what I'll probably do or what I want to try to do, and I'm saying it with the try 
is try to put out an episode that relates to the docuseries itself. Everything that they discussed. Because you got to think, this is the first time Undertaker has ever done a documentary where he's sitting down and he's talking. This is from 2017 to now. That's three years. Okay. This is pretty much dating back from the WrestleMania when him and Roman fought to now. And I'll say to now because when they showed the trailer for it again, they're showing highlights. They're showing things from the Boneyard match. So it, it kind of is going hand in hand. So I would definitely be going back, tuning into that, coming back with episodes about it, my takes on it, my opinion. I know there is a part in there that I believe they were talking about Edge and how they pitched the idea to Edge for Edge to be the one to defeat Undertaker and break the streak. And Edge was adamantly refusing to do that. Okay, I'll give my thoughts on that. I'm going to give my thoughts on what happened after he got concussed and Triple H, the one man that put his arms around Mark fucking Calloway, the dead man, the phenom, the undertaker, the most successful character in WWE history. Okay. The most iconic character in WWE history. Triple H wrapped his arms around him and said, you got to remember who the fuck you are. Another reason why, to me, Triple H is arguably the GOAT for being inside and outside the ring. Him and Jericho. I think them two are the best. I think Jericho does a little bit more as far as wrestling in a whole, not just WWE. So Triple H is WWE through and through. Jericho is doing everything outside of WWE. So that's that. But like I said, hope everybody enjoys the Money in the Bank. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I like, you know, hope everybody is being safe out here. Hope everybody is practicing social distancing. I understand that, you know, certain states is getting a little out of hand. Florida's one of them. Georgia's another one. But as long as y'all are still being safe, practicing, wearing the mask. Hey, WWE shop has the mask now. It's, you know, they, they have the face protector mask. I'm probably going to get one. I got to figure out which one I'm going to get, but I'm probably going to get one, you know, but everybody, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope y'all enjoy money in the bank. Why? May hope sure. I hope y'all enjoy. Thank you. We correct that. I hope y'all enjoy money in the bank. I hope y'all enjoyed the last ride. I hope you enjoy raw. NXT, SmackDown, if you're watching AEW, AEW, if you're watching any other wrestling feds that are trying to do something, do so. Um, and in the foreseeable future, pay attention to the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. You may see an unboxing. I did it with my Finn, I mean with my Fiend Funko Pop. I may do it with another one. But it's not a Funko. This is how to wait and see what I'm talking about. Royal Club Wrestling Podcast.
It's the franchise signing off. Everybody be safe and enjoy these next few days of wrestling.